You're listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes, a production of the Ephesus School Network. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. The company of the angels was amazed. When Hi, this is Father Aaron Warwick with Jason Everett, and you are listening to the Teach Me Thy Statutes podcast, episode number 157. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 10 through 23 and verse 43. At that time, the disciples of Jesus came to him and said to him, Why do you speak to the crowds in parables? And he answered them, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to him who has will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. With them indeed is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which says, You shall indeed hear, but never understand, and you shall indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and their ears are heavy of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should perceive with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and turn for me to heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Truly, I say to you, many prophets and righteous men longed to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. This is what was sown along the path. And as for what was sown on rocky ground, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while, and when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is he who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Today's reading is a parallel passage to Mark chapter 4, and we've discussed that in the past. It's been three years since we have, so I think maybe it's worth revisiting this, as I'm sure I, I need some reminders, and, and likely so do our listeners. One verse, though, that's not present in Mark 4 is verse 12 from Matthew 13 today, which reads, For to him who has will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. I have trouble um, understanding this verse, Father, but I also recall something similar in the parable of the talents, which you've explained to us before. So is there a similar teaching here, or is this something entirely different? Well, yeah, I think there is something similar here with respect to verse 12 uh, from today's reading and and the parable of the talents. But before we get to that, I think we should take a step back, look at today's parable, because we we didn't actually hear the parable itself in today's appointed reading. We just heard the explanation of it. So to understand what Jesus is saying in verse 12, we need to understand better the parable that preceded it, which again was was then explained in your reading today. 
Okay, so would you remind us then uh, what the main lesson or, or lessons from the parable of the sower? Well, well I think the most important uh, thing is, is that the parable is really not so much about the sower, but about the seed. And, and I'll get to that in a minute, but first I want to highlight why I believe this parable is, is so important. Yeah, I, I remember that you mentioned before, uh, either on the podcast or, or maybe in some of your sermons, uh, that you believe that this is the most important parable. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. I, I think there's a strong argument for that, and the main thrust of, of that argument is that it's the only parable in Mark's gospel that is explained in depth by Jesus, and here in Matthew, it's one of only two. The other parable is the parable of the tares and the wheat, which follows right after uh, this parable in Matthew's gospel. So I believe the thesis that this parable is unique and of the utmost importance is bolstered by the fact that it's actually explained. But even then, we can get back to the meaning of it now. Uh, I, I think people still often miss the main point even after the explanation. Right. Yeah, well, I think that's certainly true for me. It, it does seem that the tendency is for us to focus on the soil. Specifically, when we hear this passage, I think we ask ourselves, has the seed uh, fallen on good soil in me? Am I the good ground or have I allowed the seed to be choked or to be unable to grow due to the rocky ground? Yeah, it's definitely the way I always viewed the parable until I was uh, more educated about it and, and the deeper meaning. And I should state that, you know, certainly it's useful for us to ask those questions. Are we good ground? Are we good soil? But, uh, you know, and, and are we allowing uh, the seed to grow or are we allowing it to be instead choked by the cares of the world or any of these other um, uh, metaphors used in the parable? We should definitely be asking that of ourselves, but that is really a secondary aspect of this parable of the seed. So remind us, Father, what is the primary meaning of this parable? Well, the emphasis is on the seed as being the word of God, or we might say it is the gospel message, and that uh, seed is what gives growth. You see, if the seed is not planted, it doesn't matter if the soil is good or bad, you still have the same result. Again, even if it's good soil, nothing grows without the seed. So in this parable, Jesus is telling his disciples, explaining to them directly and through them to us, that we must spread the seed, we must share the gospel, because unless we spread the seed, there will be no fruit. And there's a rather famous passage from St. Paul's epistle to the Romans. It's in the 10th chapter where St. Paul mentions there's no distinction between Jew and Gentile as the Lord is rich in mercy to all who call upon him. And then Paul says, and I quote, it's a rather extended quote here, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. That's the end of the quote. And I think you can see the similarity between uh, what Paul said that I just read in Romans 10 and then this parable in Matthew 13 from uh, the reading we selected for today. And namely, that similarity is that Jesus is sending his disciples and, and by extension now uh, sending us to preach the gospel of peace. He's sending us out, to use the terminology, of the parable to spread the seed. And there's good ground out there, but how is that good ground going to produce any fruit unless 
we spread the seed, we spread the gospel. Uh, So to conclude then on this main theme, it is that the seed, the gospel, is of the utmost importance. Our responsibility as disciples of Christ is to ensure that we spread that seed both in word and especially in deed so that others might eventually bear fruit. It's a very helpful explanation, Father. Thank you. And I think it's very clear. But before we go back to verse 12 that I mentioned at the beginning, would you comment about Jesus' inclusion of the rocky soil and the thorny ground and, and, uh, and the wayside? Why does Jesus reference those as well uh, of the good soil? Oh, I think it's a good question. Uh, I, I think it's uh, an important point, actually. Uh, one thing that sort of frustrates me uh, in this day and age is that we have a lot of Christians complaining uh, about the ways of the world and, and talking about how bad society is now or just in other ways being worried about what others are doing. And I think to spend our time worrying about these things is to lose our focus on what is important, as is uh, sort of underlined or highlighted in this parable. So Jesus is telling us in, in this key parable of the seed that our job is to sow and spread the seed. And he's telling us in advance not to be disheartened by the fact that many times the seed will fall on soil or ground which will produce absolutely nothing. And that should be expected. It should not discourage or distract us. Instead, we need to continue sowing the seed everywhere we can because, again, there will be some good ground, but that good soil will not produce anything unless we plant the seed. So, in other words, Jesus essentially telling us to sow the seed indiscriminately. Don't worry about whether it grows. Don't try to be successful, so to speak, as the world might measure uh, success in terms of the percentage of people who do something good with the seed. He's saying, no, don't worry about any of that. Just focus on doing your job of living the gospel, of spreading the seed in word and deed. And in God's time and in God's own way, he'll allow it to grow on the good soil, but it has to be planted there uh, for anything to grow. Okay, good. Thank you for that reminder to stay focused on what what is our work and our task as believers. And before we conclude, uh, I'd like to turn back uh, briefly to my original question related to verse 12, uh, which again says, For to him who has will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who has not, even what he has will be taken away. It, it kind of seems like a harsh statement by Jesus. How should we understand it? Yeah, and indeed, it is it is a harsh statement. I know we often don't like to think about Jesus as being harsh, uh, but in fact, he was at times. Uh, however, I would uh, note that he was only harsh with people uh, with one overriding characteristic, and that being the characteristic of being self-righteous. And this statement of Jesus that he will take away what little someone has, it's no exception. Uh, he's being hard on those who are self-righteous. We, we discussed, I think you referred to this at the beginning, Uh, We discuss this statement uh, being found in the parable of the talents. And there, as here in this parable, the statement is about those who have shown mercy to others. So if you've shown much mercy, then much mercy will be shown to you on the day of judgment. But on the other hand, if you've had little mercy towards others, then uh, even what little mercy you have shown will be taken away from you when you face 
the judgment seat. So ultimately, then it's interesting you bring this up. You made this connection because I do believe it highlights an important connection between these two parables, the parable of the seed, or again, as it's often called, the parable of the sower and the parable of the talents, uh, specifically that to be considered good ground that produces a hundredfold in the words of this parable, one must pay forward the mercy given to them through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and I want to set this in contradistinction to what many people think about accepting the gospel. It seems uh, many people in our society, in fact, many people in our own uh, Orthodox Church seem to think that accepting the gospel means that you go to church every Sunday, you try to lead a so-called moral life, you fast, you practice certain ascetical disciplines, etc., etc. Now, obviously, I'm not arguing that people should not attend church or that they should be immoral. Uh, but what I'm saying is that doing those things, attending church, living a moral life, practicing asceticism, it's not the essence of the gospel. In fact, if you, if you think it is, then you're deceiving yourself, and you're falling into that trap of self-righteousness, uh, which Jesus condemns, because it, it leads you to looking down your nose at others who struggle or cannot be as good as you are in your own sight. So the essence of being good ground, good soil, or bearing the fruit of the gospel is that you pay forward the mercy that Jesus Christ first showed you when he forgave your sins, and you do that by overlooking other shortcomings, other sins, and welcoming them to the fe table of fellowship with you, with no judgment attached. Thank you, Father. In today's episode, we began with a focus on the parable of the sower, which Father Aaron explained should direct our attention to the seed rather than emphasize the type of soil the seed falls on. And if we understand the seed as being the word of God, then we can see that without spreading the gospel message in word and in deed, there will be no fruit. From this understanding, we can continue in bringing clarity to this parable, namely that we should spread the seed indiscriminately without regard to the type of soil we believe is present. And when the seed produces nothing, this should not discourage us. For if we strive to live out the gospel message in God's time and in God's own way, he will allow it to grow on the good soil. And as we reflect on the similar teaching found in the parable of the talents, where mercy is shown on the day of judgment to those who were merciful, and mercy is taken away from those who did not, we can recognize that in paying forward the mercy given to us by God, we can be considered the good ground that produces a hundredfold. This is the essence of the gospel teaching. Thank you for listening to Teach Me Thy Statutes. We hope you tune in next week for a new episode. Alleluia, glory to thee, O God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia.